This is episode 248, Be Yourself No Matter What Anybody Else Thinks with Rom. Welcome to Over It and On With It. I'm your host, Christine Hassler, and for over a decade, I've been a life coach, speaker, and author. Each week, you'll hear me work directly with a caller as I coach them through a goal they want to accomplish or an obstacle they may be facing. I'll provide a blend of practical and spiritual advice as well as tangible actions you can apply to your own life. Now, let's get on with the episode. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the show. Special thank you to all of my new listeners. The way the show works is every Wednesday, I put up a unedited, unscripted, unproduced coaching session where you get to hear me work with an amazing member of our community. Everybody is always so vulnerable and just amazing. And also a special thank you to all of you who've been with me and the show for a while. We're certainly in what I like to refer to as the Great Awakening. I did a podcast on it Saturday, this last Coach's Corner. If you didn't have a chance to listen to it, I invite you to check it out. And I want to thank all of you for trusting me, for listening to me and being a part of this show. And as someone with a platform, I'm doing my best to figure out how to lead during this time when so much is triggered, so much is changing. And I want to say to the members of this community who are people of color, I'm sorry if in any way you felt this show hasn't represented you or hasn't truly seen you, and I'm doing my very best to change that. I went into being a coach because I wanted everyone to feel seen, heard, and understood, and doing my work in anti-racism is part of that. And I want to say to everyone, this is an emotional time on so many levels. Black people need to feel their feelings. People of color need to feel their feelings. White people need to feel their feelings. And it's really incumbent upon those of us who do have white privilege to make the changes as well, to take the actions. And if your action right now is educating yourself, that's a great step. That's a great step. Please don't feel like you have to do everything this week because this is a lifelong commitment and I don't want you to burn out. I want you to be lifelong commitment to this, just like you are to your growth. And for any of you that don't like the term white privilege and think, oh, well, I've had a really hard life. My life hasn't been easy. It hasn't been privileged at all. I hear you. And I want you just to consider something. What if on top of your sexual abuse, your physical abuse, your eating disorder, your insecurities, your breakups, your financial struggles, the people that you've lost in life, your grief, what if on top of all of that or any of that, you also had to deal with racism? That's white privilege right there, is that we don't have that on top of everything else that we have to deal with as humans. So today I have Ram with me. And I love what he's bringing up because the coaching session is all about really being himself and looking at what's in the way to stepping into his power. And a big thing that's in his way is caring what other people think. (laughs) How many of us can raise our hands to that, right? Having something to say and being afraid of judgment. You know, I'm going through that right now. I want to make sure I say the right thing. And oftentimes that stops me from saying anything. And that is not 
the way that I want to lead and that I want to live my life. So let's all really put our values and our commitment to making this world a place of more justice and equity rather than protecting our own feelings. So as you're listening to this call, consider, do you feel like you're in limbo? Like you know what to do and feel called to do it, but just can't seem to make it happen. Do you feel disconnected from either your masculine or feminine energy? Are you scared, even terrified of judgment from others, which keeps you from moving forward? Do you feel like a fish out of water in your culture, country, or family? Keep these questions in mind as you listen to my coaching session with Ram. Ram, welcome to the show. How can I help? Thank you, Christine. A uh, huge fan of this show. Appreciate you accommodating me for uh, this call. My pleasure. Christine, my question is a little bit multi-pronged. Uh, the first thing is that I feel like I'm in a bit of a healing limbo because I've been working on myself for a while and I feel like I'm stuck in the same space for a while. Mm-hmm. Uh, and at the same time, I feel very disconnected from myself, from my, you know, should I say energy, masculine mm-hmm. energy, so to mm-hmm. speak. And then lastly, uh, because of this whole healing work, I feel like I've been like safely closed myself into the spiritual closet and I want to show myself to the world and I feel very scared to show my true self. So this Mm -hmm. is really what I'm trying to, uh, you know, navigate through. If I could get some perspective on it, it would be awesome. Oh, yeah. So what scares you about showing your true self? Well, pretty much judgment. I feel like one part of me feels very scared of letting my woo-woo out for lack of better <laughs> you know because of this healing journey i've actually become a very sensitive empathic person or maybe i've just found out that that i i am one of you know uh somebody who's very sensitive and empathic mm-hmm. and i come from a very my career before was a very madman new york delhi bangkok advertising marketing mm-hmm. global etc 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 which was great when it lasted but you know, that kind of identity uh, has been so deeply ingrained in me that when I want to go out there and basically build a business which is around, you know, making a much more energetic way of actually doing marketing or whatever, I find it extremely challenging to, you know, show myself up. I feel like, you know, the world would basically just shoo-shoo me away and I feel very scared of actually, you know, sharing this out to the world. Yeah. Yeah. I really hear you. And so you you are Indian and live in India, correct? Yes, I do. So tell me a little bit culturally, the pressures that you feel there. Yeah, well, good question. I feel like I'm a fish out of water. Mm. That's the way I feel. I mean, I, I grew up here and then I ended up in the US. I went to school there. I studied there. I was there for about 11, 12 years. I was in New York and then I had to come back to India uh, and you know, ever since I've come back, I have felt very disconnected, right? So Mm -hmm. there's been a whole lot of, I grew up in a home which was uh, also very unsafe, so to speak, as in like emotionally there was, uh, it was not the most uh, conducive, you know, household. Mm -hmm. So for me to come back and be here, it's been pretty stifling. Mm. That's the right. Did you feel more, for lack of a better word, at home in the U.S.? It is my home, spiritually. Mm. I know that in my mm. So that has been the challenge. I feel like ever since I've been here, and now 
you know, split my time between there and here. Thankfully, that's been good. But at the same time, I feel like uh, this is more than just the country. I think it feels more about my personal upbringing because, uh, you know, I feel like I've been able to be me there. But when I come back here, I get back into the old patterns and I just kind of feel very uh, constrained and uh, very angry about it. Mm. What are you angry about? Well, I don't feel I can be myself here. I feel it's very stifling. I don't even, well, you know, let me put it this way. I don't know how to get angry and I'm angry about that. I, I don't know whether it wouldn't make sense or mm. not, mm-hmm. you know? No. Uh, it does. That, well, if you said it, you grew up in a little bit of a stifling home, you feel stifled in terms of who you are. Whenever we experience the feeling of feeling stifled, the other thing is our emotions get repressed as well. Mm -hmm. So you sound to me like a, you said you're a sensitive person. I would also add you're a passionate person. You seem like someone who really cares deeply about, about things that really matter. Would that be accurate to say? Very much so, Christine. I'm deeply passionate about whatever I do. Yeah. And especially when it comes to what I'm working on. Yeah. Well, it sounds like, let's just go big picture first and then we can dig in. It sounds to me, Ram, like you're part of the, the tribe, the collective that is here to change the planet. And we're all over the world and we're different genders, we're different races, we're different ages, but there's a lot of us that feel this call to make this world different. And one of the hardest things about that is that there's less of us and more of the systematic, old, more ma- more shadow masculine paradigm, judgmental way of doing things, the more oppressive way of doing things. That makes sense what I said so far? It completely resonates with me. So you've not only got your own issues, childhood, your own specific things to deal with, but you also are tapping into the collective frustration of why are things the way that they are. and the sadness that comes from, but if I try to do it differently, I'm going to be judged. I'm going to be shamed. I'm going to be ostracized. And so it feels scary. It feels scary to say yes to the bigger call that a lot of us have. So I get that. I get that. And we must, we must. So Mm. I wrote something today about how Big collective change always starts within. And each one of us that feels this call like you do. And I love that you're bringing it into marketing because we need what I would call light workers, people that are really committed to spreading love, light, equality, just the, the oneness that we deep down know is true. I call that light workers because we're willing to dig into the darkness, dig into the shadows not just collectively, but individually. And like I was saying, that starts from within. So the way I see it is you've got your own internal work to do for first. It sounds like you've done a lot of it, but we can talk about more. That's going to be more equally equipped to do the external work. And for you, it's, it's in marketing. And I love that you're going there because we need all the systems to, to change. Amen. But it begins, not but, and it begins within. So to me, It sounds like you've got a little boy in there, a young man in there who felt like the black sheep, who felt like he couldn't be himself, 
and who learned how to be okay in the world by making himself like others or making himself fit into a box that didn't necessarily feel good, but it felt like the only box he could be in to survive. Yeah, I think that's been one of the biggest uh, challenges to come to terms with, Christine, because the work that I've been doing, as uh, hard as it is, it has actually given me a glimpse into how much of a self-abandonment-based life I've led. And at the same time, I've actually lived vicariously through other people, mm. as in like police people. And somehow or the other, I've actually decided sometime when I was very young that the way to survive is to dumb myself, you know? Mm. I don't know how to put that, yeah. because that's what came through. And somehow it get me, it got me to where it got me. But then once I got to where I could be me, I tried, mm. you know? And uh, then when you mentioned about this whole, you know, idea of like going in, I've actually gone in and there's been a lot of pain in it, but mm. now I've been in a place where I can make peace with it. Yeah. Well, I think from my perspective, the piece you're missing, and you called it, you called it, not me, was the anger. Because yes. a lot of times what anger can be useful. Anger is sometimes what we need to be able to create change. It's like you have to allow yourself to not suppress your own anger, but feel your own anger. Because when we don't feel our own anger, we don't feel as powerful. When we can actually go into our own anger and hear our rage and hear ourselves screaming and feel it coming out of our body and letting the words come out that we only thought we, we, we had inside. And I'm not saying anger at people. I'm saying anger in a therapeutic release kind of way. We, we find the warrior man, the warrior woman, we find that, that strength within us so that it starts feeling less scary. People that have repressed anger have more fear about stepping out because when we don't come to terms with our own anger, we don't come to terms with our own power. Is that landing what I'm saying? It does. It does. I don't know how to get in touch with it because I don't know how to, I don't even know how to get in touch with that part and I can feel it in my body. Okay. Let's it's start there. If you feel it in your body. Where do you feel it? Yeah. Uh, to the right side of my stomach. Okay. And what does it feel like? You feel that lump of like, and it's like anger, mm -hmm. like to the right side is how I feel. Like mm -hmm. that's where I feel to the left. I don't. And what does it feel like? It feels like this ball of like burning ember. Mm. So it feels it's, hot. It's hot and it's just dirty and murky and, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. it goes away and sometimes it shows up. When it shows up, I don't even know what to do. I just like, you know. Well, let's stay there. Can you presence it right now? Can you think of something you're angry at and can you start to feel that hot, dirty, murky lump? Well, I can. Yeah, I can. Yeah. Okay. So just close your eyes and just bring your full awareness to that place in the body because the body has so much information. And you described it so far. It's on the right side, which is your masculine side. It's hot. It's dirty. It's murky. And try to use feeling words. What else does it feel like inside of you? It feels... Uh... I don't know. It, it feels angry. Mm -hmm. uh, it feels wronged. 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 Yeah. I, feel, I feel violated. You feel violated. Yeah. Oppressed. 
Oppressed? Oppressed, yeah. Suppressed, yeah. What else? Uh, and denied. Denied. Yeah. What else? And I, I don't know what else to say. I, I, That's okay. Um, you're doing. You're doing great. You're doing great. So if that that part that 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 lump that you feel on the right side of your stomach mm-hmm. that feels angry and wronged and violated and suppressed and denied, if that part could speak, what would it say? It would say, let me out, let me show you how powerful I am or what's wrong with the world. I mean, there's a mix of like need to get even and also to be feel, you know, seen. Yeah. Just let it out. Just let it rip. You don't have to give me any descriptions or any narrative. Just like turn around and basically just show my power to the world Mm -hmm. and get to a place where I can be the king Mm -hmm. or a king king. Mm -hmm. or like somebody who is at a place of not, you know, who can actually assert himself fully. Go back to that. What's wrong with you? Let that part speak a little bit more. That part that's angry at others. It feels like it has not been given the due attention to be heard, mm-hmm. to be seen, mm-hmm. and it feels very wronged and unfair mm. that he was subject to this like cutting off of his expression, mm-hmm. literally in everything. Mm. Like he feels like it's as if like he got his legs cut off. Mm. So switch to first person. I feel. Like I got my legs cut off. I feel, and just keep talking. You're doing great. I feel like I got mine. Forget legs. I feel like I got my balls cut off. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. You know? And there is so much of anger rooted in this whole sense of feeling wronged. Mm-hmm. And I feel very, I want to get even. Mm. I don't know who I get even with, but I want to get even. Mm. I feel wrong because? Because I was told that being angry is wrong. I was told that being me is wrong. I was told that being where I love to live is wrong. I was told that doing what I love is wrong. And nobody saw me. I just had to like suppress myself and just not say anything. I just have to like you know, be the good little boy and never ask for anything, never say anything and just don't ask for anything. Just take what you get and shut up and move on. That's it. Mm. So just complete this sentence. Screw you because... Because I hate the fact that you denied me what I wanted and I'm going to get what I want. Mm. Okay. That sounds like some anger. Well, I want to rip people's throat off, but it's not. (laughs) But that's, 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 that's the feeling. I know you're not going to go out and do that. And I can't. well, but you can in an emotional release energetically. So you're starting to tap into it. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm purposely stirring you up a little bit. I'm purposely poking the bear. 
I got you know, poking the tiger because I, I want to help you access the anger. You know, that part about, I feel like I got my balls cut off. That's a very big wound for a man to feel emasculated, to feel disempowered. And how can you possibly feel powerful if you felt disempowered? So there's two reasons, probably more, but there's two that I'm going to say right now in terms of why it's so important to access this anger. Number one, tying back to what I said earlier, getting to it and releasing it and finding that fire within you is going to help you feel more empowered. It's going to help you take your power back because you felt too empowered. And two, working with anger in a healthy way will stop you from feeling like you want revenge and want to get even. Because I know, you know, you don't want that to be your motivation. No good leader has ever come from wanting to get even yeah. or revenge. That's the, that's the problem we have with so many of our leaders today. They're all on big power trips. And it's more about them than it is truly about helping other people. And I know that's not you, but it's normal to feel this is, and, and I, I'm so, so grateful that you're being so vulnerable right now because you are showing us how when unprocessed anger gets in the hands of people with power, what happens? They want to get even, they want to get revenge. And yeah. so many people, especially men who have positions of power they feel like they got their balls cut off at one point too. And instead of dealing with it in a healthy way, like you are committed to, and thank you, they have gone and been oppressive against others. And it's been about revenge. So you're breaking, I want to just acknowledge right now that you are breaking a paradigm. You are breaking through generational patterns and unhealthy shadow masculine by being willing to do this work. So I just want you to take a moment to feel some pride in that. Thank you, Christine. I really appreciate that because I feel very strongly about this and I feel like there's not a violent bone in my body, but I feel such a rage inside. Of, you know, that's been the dichotomy and I've been trying to figure out how to actually integrate this and I'm going round and round about it. I'm going like, am I ever going to actually ever reconcile with these two parts of me? Because one part is like, okay, let's do something about it. Yes. The other part is like, oh my God, I want to just punch people off. Yes. And I'm like, that's not me. Well, how, well, and it's all you. It's all parts of you. And it's okay. We all have shadow parts. The shadow parts are basically the parts that are, have had pain. We, we have these shadow parts. They're, they're just the parts of us that have been through pain. That's, that's bottom line what it is. They're not evil. They're not bad. They're just the unprocessed parts. So okay. how you integrate is you, have you ever listened to me or watched me teach anger release work about how you basically no. set up an adult style temper tantrum for yourself? No, I haven't. Let me okay. check it out. Okay. So if you go to christinehassler.com slash anger release, the excerpt from my book, you can have a free download there. Um, or you can get expectation hangover or join the mastery course because I demonstrated in there. But I'm going to tell you basically how to do it. So is there any place, do you live alone? Yes. Okay, I do. great. Do you have a lot of neighbors like that live no. close to you? Okay, good. No. Okay. So what you can do is you can get a pillow from your couch and get anything you can hit with. I use, I don't know if you know those like foam pool noodles. Those like, yeah, yeah. I <laughs> okay, use one of those. I cut it in half. I get my pillow. I get my foam noodle and I, I let it all come up. So you'd let this come up. You'd let this, I'm feeling like you got your balls cut off, feeling like you were wronged, feeling like you never were seen. You let it come up and you're like, I'm angry because I'm pissed because, and you use that noodle 
to, this is where you let that angry, rageful part out. This is where you really let the lion roar. You know, that part of you that knows you don't want to hurt anybody or be violent, but yet has all this rage and suppressing that takes a lot of energy and you need that energy to go do the work you want to do in the world. You can't use all that energy to suppress your rage because it takes a lot of energy to suppress rage, especially for a man. So you get that pillow, you get that noodle and you just let yourself just go for it and have an adult temper tantrum. And if you ride the waves of it and don't be afraid of your own anger because it's scarier to repress it. Honestly, people with repressed anger are much scarier than people who get their anger out in healthy ways because repressed anger is dangerous, dangerous. But getting your anger out, you know, using the foam pool noodle, or if you have like a badminton racket or a tennis racket, something that, you know, won't hurt you, that you just are hitting and you're screaming and you're yelling and some tears may come up. Just like if you've ever seen a kid have a temper tantrum, they yell, they cry, you know, they're they're just a mess. But if they ride the emotional wave, they get to a place of self-soothing. They get to a place where the emotion settles and that will happen for you. And when you get to that place, that's when you start going into self-forgiveness. And self-forgiveness looks something like, I forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I'm not enough forgive myself for buying into the misunderstanding that I was wronged, that I was unseen. Because all of these things that make you angry, they're they're from beliefs that were formed a long, long time ago. As you know, there's what happened and then there's what we make it mean. So from my perspective, you have a lot of fire and that's amazing because you want to do incredible things with that. But right now you're consistently trying to like, put that fire out inside of you. And that's taking a lot of energy instead of allowing that fire out so that you can use that passion in healthier ways and in the ways that will help you feel seen and heard in the world. So what's coming up as I'm saying all this? That's completely resonating, Christine. I think you just read me like a book. Well, you, you put it out there. You are vulnerable. I'm just, I'm just seeing, you know, well, I'm seeing you. I appreciate that. You're not hard to see. Sometimes we give too much power to people that honestly can't see us. And that's what's so beautiful about the awakening that's happening right now. And so much that's coming up and out in our world is that more and more people are speaking up and speaking their truth than the people that can see them are seeing them. And so just know you are seen and you are valued and I have respect for the work that you're doing internally and how that will translate to how you show up in the world. So just to clarify, and I'm completely with you on the whole temper tantrum aspect of it. I think it's awesome. And I also completely resonate with you telling me, pointing out the fact that it takes so much energy because I feel like I'm only in a, you know, when I started this whole call, I was asking, telling you about this whole limbo it seems so much as though I'm trying to manage this anger and that's what is taking so much of my yes. energy. Yes. Yeah. And that- uh, that's why I feel like a little bit of a rut, Yes. you know, and uh, maybe I think I, once I start integrating this and doing this, it'll release it. Yes. Whenever I have any repressed emotion, <laughs> sadness, anger, guilt, shame, when I do the temper tantrum technique and I do my writing, my release writing, and I feel my feelings, 
I have so much creative energy and so much energy to go. When I'm repressing something or holding something in, I can stare at a blank screen for hours. I can procrastinate for days. Repressing emotion like robs us of our inspiration and our creative energy. So by doing this work, I think that you will feel a lot less in limbo and you will have a lot more clarity. Awesome. Thank you so much, Christine. So thank you so much, Ram, for your honesty, your vulnerability. It's always so awesome to have men on this call as well, because, well, because most of the people that call in are females and it's really nice to hear the vulnerability and men as well. So for Ram, he felt very stuck. He found himself in a Mad Men career. And I think that name is interesting. Many of you may have watched the show Mad Men. It was about in advertising agencies and I don't know, 50s, 60s, something around there. But that term Mad Men is interesting because I think that so much of our injustices and the paradigm that we're living in has been built by the shadow masculine. It's been a lot of mad men who have built it, hurt little boys who were on ego power trips. And that's changing. And I certainly acknowledge men like Ram who are willing to look at their inner masculine and heal that and bring back the sensitivity that little boys are born with as well so that they can lead from a more heart-centered place. I love that he wants to bring his heart into marketing. You know, we need awake people, light workers in all fields. And when I say the term light worker, what I really mean is bringing consciousness, bringing love, seeing through a spiritual lens, not seeing good, bad, right, wrong, but really seeing the truth and seeing all people with love, truly. So I'm glad he got himself out of that madman career, but now he is feeling like a fish out of water. Like he doesn't know where to belong and he doesn't feel safe to express himself. And I hear that and no one else can give us permission other than ourselves to be ourselves. So his learning really is to be himself, but he feels stuck. And what we got to in the call is why he feels stuck is there's a lot of stuck emotion. And many of you have been listening and with me for a long time know that when we have stuck emotion, we're going to feel stuck in life because it takes a lot of energy to repress repressed emotions. And so we explored that. We explored his anger and we did it more physically. When we tapped into his anger, he said, that it felt like a hot, dirty, mucky energy. And we let it speak. And he said he feels angry and wrong and violated and suppressed and denied and let me out. What's wrong with you? That's some anger. And unless he or any of us deal with our anger and deal with our rage, it's going to leak out in other ways and it's going to sabotage us. So for Ram, who's felt emasculated, feels like his balls have been cut off, it's time for him to step into his power by not overpowering others. And this is so important for everyone, but especially men. So share this episode with the man that you love. When men don't deal with their anger and their hurt in healthy ways, and they don't step into their power in a healthy way, they will go and overpower others. So I acknowledge Ram and all of you listening, especially the men who are willing to learn how to process your anger in a healthy way so that you don't overpower others. And men who don't go that more aggressive route, who don't overpower others, generally go into more passivity. 
that doesn't help us at all either because we need strong men (laughs) to fight this fight with us. So some takeaways for all of you, anger release, anger release. It's, it's always my go-to. Everybody has some anger and rage. You can always get my excerpt from expectation hangover, where I teach you how to do an anger release at christinehassler.com slash anger release. For Ram and moving forward after working on the anger, it's those little action steps daily, heal the wounding from his family about not being seen for who he truly is, and maybe make an effort to get out of living at home. Cause I think sometimes when we're in that environment that perpetuates the old way, it's like more resistance. So sometimes we have to really dig deep and do whatever we can to change our external circumstances so that it's easier to shift the internal. Now I may sound like I'm contradicting myself because you've heard me say repeatedly in other shows that our external experience is a reflection of our internal reality. However, we want to put ourselves in the most supportive environments possible. I always like to liken it to you wouldn't go to rehab from alcohol in a bar. It would make it harder to do the work. So that's the show for this week, everybody. Thank you so, so much for listening. I'm sending you so much love and many blessings. We're in this together. Thank you for listening to Over It Non With It. I love hearing from you. So please post your comments or questions at christinehasler.com slash podcast. That's also the place you can sign up to receive coaching from me in an upcoming episode. And if you love this show, please share it and subscribe on iTunes. You can find all my social media handles and sign up to be part of my community at christinehasler.com. Until next week, here's to getting over it and on with it. Much love and many blessings. Blessings.